behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome in to your favorite Score North podcast. It is the Taxi Squad. Welcome in, everybody, and happy one-year anniversary month to the Taxi Squad. Uh, this uh, time a year ago, uh, June, I think, 23rd is when we recorded our first episode, and uh, we're celebrating kind of it's a, it's a whole year of Taxi Squad already, guys. I cannot believe it. It's been an absolute joy. And these guys, by the way, are AJ Fredrickson and Artist Woods, the guys I have normally been doing this podcast with the whole time. Guys, Happy anniversary! How are we doing this week? I did not realize it's been a, it's been a year, bro. I know. I wow, I'm flies when you're having fun, right? That's 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 actually crazy. But like you said, you know, time flies when you're having a good time, man. Time flies. I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling better, man. I've, I've been sick for a little bit. I had a little like stomach flu going on, and it's not the first time I've had it this year. So it's kind of weird. I'm normally not the one to get sick, but. Thank God for my buddy AJ stepped in, took a shift for me. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Thank you. No, I mean, hey, and, uh, if, you, if you tell me that you're feeling like you're dead, I'm going to step up and help out. So don't worry about that. I'm doing good, too. I'm glad to see that we're all back at 100%. Uh, you know, we're, we're back and we're, we're we got enough to talk about. It was it was a hard Wednesday night last week for me being there, not because I was there working, but because it was like I had this empty hole being like, OK, it's why am I not talking to two other people right now? Aww. Why are we not discussing Minnesota sports? It's just so felt so out of place. So I'm glad we're back. Let's get things rolling here. Um, I think we got Vikings to start off the day. What do we think? Oh yeah. Plenty of Vikings discussion. Um, and it's kind of weird because nothing has actually technically happened yet with the Vikings, but there's just been a lot of speculation that's been going on the last week or so about some players. We've really kind of been wondering, all right, what is the future entail with these guys specifically Dalvin cook and Daniil Hunter. I want to start actually with Daniil Hunter guys, because that was the news that dropped today from Ian Rappaport. Uh, he's been doing reports about these uh, mini, mini mini camps and everything the last couple of weeks. And he dropped a pretty big quote today about Daniil Hunter saying that uh, quote, my understanding is the interest is pretty serious end quote about other teams in Daniil Hunter. Uh, guys, this is like the most news that we've had about Daniil now in several, several weeks. He hasn't been attending any camp so far uh, yet, uh, just like other Viking players like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. We'll get into those guys in a second, uh, in a few minutes, actually. And also, I mean, next week is mandatory mini camp. So at that point, players are going to start being fined if they don't show up. Um, again, this is the most news we've had about Daniil so far, but the fact that might be likely that he is not on this Vikings roster going into next season, guys. Just what's your initial reaction to that? Yeah, it's uh, I, I, it's weird because it's one of those guys that's just like you've so you've grown so accustomed to seeing him in that purple that even the notion of you never know, like he might not be here, blah blah blah, it starts making you feel uneasy. Um, and. The impact that he's had, like on this team in his time, like he's shown that he can be one of the elite guys. And now that it's like, you know, not that he's past his prime or anything, but you're just thinking like, hey, what's the next move? What's best for the team? Because I think you have to let go of all emotional attachment with the with these types of guys because it's, 
you know, you're not playing GM. So it's fun to buy the guy's jersey and wrap him around the stadium and like, oh, you know, I got the poster. I got the fat head of him up in my wall or in my bathroom or whatever. Um, that's a weird place to maybe put a fat head. But um, <laughs> hey, teach their own, you know, teach their own. Um, but Did you guys actually have those as a kid. No, I never had those. I, I had a, I had a so big Adrian Peterson one and a big Albert Pujols one. I thought they were just super cool in the year 2008. <laughs> So it was awesome. That's about the that's about the time they were popular. But yeah, they were. Uh, I think they're yeah. still a thing. I think you can still buy them. But like, I don't know who. And was. then your guy gets traded or you know cut the next day or whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, at a certain point you have to think about what's best for the team because ultimately, unless you know your family or something like that, there's no reason for you to to want the best for that person over the team. Like I'd rather the team win than. You, them, you know, just stringing them along and blah, 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 because there's going to be capital implications and they're taking away from other stuff that the team could possibly do to strengthen um, the reserves somewhere else because that defense is still mighty thin at times and Brian Flores can only work so much magic despite, you know, we haven't seen him yet, but I'm, a, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to coach it up. So, um, Artis, your thoughts? Yeah, um, personally, for me, I think that the Vikings need to do whatever it takes to keep Daniil Hunter in town. I think that with losing Darius Smith to the Cleveland Browns, I just think that that's a guy that you need to keep. Again, I brought this up before, and I'm bringing it up again. I'm still shocked that they did not go with an edge rusher in this year's draft. And it's because of this situation right here now with – um hunter and obviously with zadarius smith not being in town even though you know they were kind of both at times hit or miss last season daniel hunter still managed to get 10.5 sacks he had a down year in 2021 where he only had six but then in 2019 and 2018 he had 14.5 so he's still a really productive player that you need and in this division where i think you'll have to deal with justin fields and you'll have to deal with um um, what's the guy named? Goodness gracious, guy from the Packers now. Jordan Love. Love. There it is. See, Aaron Rodgers not there. You can't even remember the name of the quarterback that's over there. <laughs> they become um, so but, relevant now. It's amazing. Yes. And don't forget yes. the mobile threat, Jared Goff. Yes. Oh, and, yes. And Jared Goff. Those guys. And Jared Goff kind of had a surprising season this past year where yeah. he played pretty well. And I think that that offense will be better now with Jamison Williamson probably playing the entire season. And so having to deal with those quarterbacks, you know, ideally you want to be able to put pressure on the quarterback as much as possible. And I just don't think that letting him go at this point without a clear replacement is smart. Now, what kind of assets are you getting back if you do trade them would be my next question, though. I think that's the biggest thing because there's going to be like cap. The the cap is going to be. Like they're already so strapped as it is, and I know they're looking to possibly still move on from Dalvin Cook, so that stuff can kind of uh, change and fluctuate as we get closer throughout the summer. But the big, I, with keeping him, are you guys at all concerned about his his neck in those the the injury issues that he's he's had? Because I know he had surgery and he was out for quite a while, and I've, to my knowledge, he's a hundred percent. But the neck is such a weird thing where you could you could sleep wrong. And all of a sudden it's aggravated again, you know, and that might be an exaggeration. I'm no doctor. I'm talking to you guys, but um, it, it that, that stuff always worries me because it's not like you're loading up a Madden franchise save and it's like, okay, he's out. And then when they come back, he's a hundred percent guaranteed. And then you know, it's just the luck of the draw. That stuff lingers. If you roll your ankle, 
it's you can take as much time off as you want, but that's going to be re-aggravated and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that stuff nags with you. And a neck injury is so serious in a game like football because he's repeatedly throwing his body full force into other grown semi-truck styled men. Like he he's not taking any snaps off. Like he's built to do that. It just, it, it worries me. So I'm not saying I want him gone. I think he's a fantastic player because we've seen what he can do. Um, it's just that, that worries me, but I artists, you do make a very good point of what's the backup plan. Like, who are you? You, you don't have that guy that can just step in, um, and do that type of role because you lost a Darius who had a great start to the season last year. And then it really tapered off the final, like eight games, Daniil, if you get rid of him, I mean, what's the pass, what's the pass rush looking like? You're it, I'd almost non-existent probably in the secondary Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'll say this really quick. And the secondary is also like it's improved now with Byron Murphy. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like we still don't know exactly how great it'll be. So it's going to be extremely important to get pressure on the quarterback. And without him and Zadarius Smith, again, like what what's the backup plan? I'm I am slightly concerned about the neck injury, but he did play every game this past year. That's and so true. it's kind of like, you Maybe know, I'm talking that up. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's something no, to think right, about. Link, sure. It's something to think about for sure. But for the most part throughout his career, he's been able to play most games. I think um, 2021 was the one year where he didn't really play that many games. He played about half of the season. But outside of that one year, he's been pretty healthy for the most part. 14 games, 15 games, 16 games, and now just 17 games. I I I I think it's something to think about. But I don't think the Vikings are in position to have that be so much of a concern that, okay, we got to get rid of them. Like you don't have, I don't, again, like I, I'd have to know what the backup plan is before I say, okay, we're going to get rid of him because I'm a little nervous about the neck injury or age or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a solid backup plan in place, then sure. But without it, you got to roll the dice. <laughs> that would be my thought process. <laughs> I'd roll the dice. Yeah. And every indication, I think, I think he's healthy, like completely healthy. I mean, he ended the season healthy. I think he's had a healthy off season. Sure. He's been away from the team and they haven't really like been able to like be around him a ton to like confirm all that. But I mean, yeah. And until we really start to see maybe some chronic issues develop, which I mean, could very well happen this season. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, no matter what you have to take into it, into account, no matter what, I mean, that is a very serious injury. No matter what, no matter what sport you're playing, uh, it, no, it doesn't matter if it's brutal like football or maybe a b- little bit easier like softball. Neck injury is definitely something that you just always have to take seriously. Um, Marcus Davenport is going to have to have an insanely good season if the Vikings are going to be confident in this pass rush without Daniil Hunter. And I know there's potentially a lot of promise there with Marcus Davenport's uh, first round pick. Maybe things didn't work out with the Saints as well as they could have. Maybe a fresh start here rejuvenates him. We'll see. I don't really know. Maybe in the style like Hassan Reddick did uh, out in Philadelphia um, for uh, Artists' Eagles and stuff like that. There, there's a very possible good chance of that. But in terms of my confidence, guys, I'm right there with you. We trade Daniil Hunter, and unless the draft capital really blows you away, and I don't know, wh- what do you think? Maybe a second-round pick? Tops for Daniil, I don't think you're going to get a first round pick. I, I I really don't. Maybe because, like we talked about, the uh, teams are maybe looking at it, that injury history. But also, yeah, I mean, the production was there with Daniil, but there was still something that was left to be desired. A lot of that was, uh, you know, attributed to Ed Donatel's scheme. 
and everything like that. So I think people are expecting more from Daniil Hunter this season with the Vikings. And again, having Brian Flores in town now, guys, like that only intrigues me more with what maybe Daniil could be capable of this season. Um, sure, we always like attributed Daniil's sex with us, a success with Mike Zimmer and kind of the things that he came up for him, including that brilliant game plan that they drew up in New Orleans for that playoff game. But I'm terribly, terribly intrigued to see what Brian Flores can potentially do with this guy. And, but I understand though, like it, it's, it's, it's a necessary domino that needs to happen. And I'm not really sure what needs to happen first with this team, guys. I don't know if we need to come to a resolution first with Daniil Hunter or Dalvin Cook. Um, something's got to give eventually with these two guys, because frankly, I don't think we can really, really get to the Justin Jefferson contract extension w- without resolving these issues. We need to figure out if Daniil Hunter and Dalvin cook are going to be on this football team next year before we can actually really probably commit this money to Justin Jefferson, because it just, it involves the cap and we need to have enough cap space for that. We need to be able to account for that. And so I don't know what's got, I don't know what's going to happen first. Um, I mean, there's been, maybe we can transition into the Dalvin talk next guys, because this was such just a weird week in terms of just the reporting about Dalvin, because it was reporting so much of like, okay, the news maybe is about to happen, maybe about to happen, but it still actually hasn't happened. And so it started off uh, about a week ago where uh, Barry Jackson with the Miami Herald reported that Minnesota and the dolphins didn't have, or never really had like a secret agreement or anything like that, like something behind closed doors or anything like, okay, Vikings, like we'll wait until like this specific time and then we'll make the trade and blah, blah, blah. But then we had another report from Jeremy Fowler just a few days later talking about how Minnesota's holding out for a trade still even though it's after the June 1st deadline. And even I think a lot of people were expecting Dalvin cut to be cut at this point, but no, I guess Minnesota's holding out for a trade still. Then later that day, Albert Breer SI.com reported that there actually was a potential deal back in March between the Dolphins and Dalvin cook. And for whatever reason that fell through. And so it's like, okay. And then finally, finally, Alec Lewis with the athletic reported a few days ago that Minnesota wants draft picks and cap space for quote franchise cornerstones end quote so again what i'm talking about here is that we need to figure out these situations and we need to figure out pretty soon because we got this mandatory mini camp coming up next week players are going to start getting fined if they do not show up and if they don't have their money they ain't going to show up they're probably going to take these fines but anyway the dominoes need to happen with dalvin cook and daniel hunter like as soon as possible because we can't get to jj's contract until we do yeah, and I guess going back on what I said, I I guess I misunderstood. I thought Hunter was older than he. He's only twenty eight. Um, I thought he was closer to that thirty side. And then it's like, okay, finally year of his contract. What do you want to do? He's he's still got a lot of football in him. But um, to Dalvin Cook, I I feel like the Vikings have really they've mi- they've missed their mark. It, they're on the. That haunted house ride at Mall of America where you like sit yeah. in the little ride and you go through and you have the blaster guns or whatever. There's the, the there's the big, you know, you have all these targets, but the cart doesn't stop. You can't slow it down. The Vikings were trying to make sure that they can hit certain targets. And I feel like they've waited too long and passed up on other options. And now they have to hit on one. And if they miss their shot, they're going to walk up. They're going to have to 
probably just cut him. I would imagine. I I know Eric Eager was on with Purple Daily the other day, and he said he does see a situation where Dalvin Cook does stay with the Vikings for another season. Um, doesn't really expect him to take any pay cuts because why would he? You know, the contract's there. But if, if they can't trade him, they're cutting him might just be the best option, which, which stinks. But when it comes to trading him, you're not getting anything right now because if, if there's really not a huge desire, I've seen the dolphins and I've seen the Broncos as the, as two teams that have interest. Other than that, I haven't seen a lot of teams clamoring to get Dalvin cook on their roster. And even if they are, why show that you could do that when you could just wow him after he gets cut and say, Hey, come sign with us. We don't have to give you the Vikings any compensation now. Um, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing because I, I've been hearing for the past month. It, it seems like June 1st, June 1st, you know, June 1st, as soon as the clock straights midnight, they're going to trade him, And then there's, and then it's all going down and Quasey's going to get to work. It's what is it? June 7th. Now we are almost, we're a week past. What are we doing? Let's let's make a move, put push the domino in one direction so we can start seeing what the big picture is going to be, because I really don't want to keep sitting around. And I know there's really no rush. I know you said that I know you said, Jason, that we do have the mandatory minicamps coming up. Granted, I think I think JJ is going to show up. He knows he's going to get paid. I'm sure they've you don't just stone uh, like cold shoulder a guy like Justin Jefferson when it comes to. Uh, hit the final year of his contract. They've said, Hey, we're going to extend you. We're going to give you oodles of money. We just need to take care of a couple loose ends. So just come back. You're not, you're not going to hurt yourself all that bad going half speed at, 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 you know, at OTAs. Come on back. Um, Dalvin cook is a stepping stone, a speed bump to get to Justin Jefferson extension. It's just, we need to make a move at some point um, for the fans sake. And honestly, selfishly, for our sake. So we have something to talk about. <laughs> I'm yeah, sick of I, talking about like the news of the potential news. You know, I, I, mean? I love playing this game of hypotheticals, but I can only <laughs> do it for so long. Gentlemen. I know it's great. Yeah, I, speculation. I'm feeling the same exact way. I feel like we've been talking about this for so long now, and I, I just don't know what the holdup is. I feel like the longer that they wait, the less leverage they have at this point, because teams know, like you said, AJ teams know, like we wait long enough. They're going to cut them. And then we could just get them that way instead of giving up some assets to in, in a trade form. And so I don't know. Honestly, I don't have much to say other than kind of what I said about Dalvin before. Like either make the trade because I because <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like the best offer that they had has probably already been presented to them. Yeah, they, they it probably came somewhere around draft day before, during or after. And for whatever reason, it didn't go through. They're not going to get any better offers than what they've been offered so far today. It's just it's not it's not going to happen because at this point, teams are like any moment now they're going to cut them. And like you said, it's not a bunch of teams. I did hear and I don't know if it's true or not, but I did see like Dallas would maybe be interested in Dalvin Cook. Um, So that's another team. But, you know, Dallas, Dallas ain't trying to pay nobody either. No. So, or, or trying to give up assets, I should say, either. So I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just of the mindset that, like, at, at this point, if you didn't view any of the possible trade options as good enough to this point, just cut them. Just cut them and move on. Like, I, I think I've said this, like, ten times now. Like, it's at, this, it's at the point now where it's like, if you have not had 
any better trade offers. You're not going to get anything better. Just let him go. And my thing is, too, he's given, I think we all can agree, enough to the organization. Like, he's been their guy. He's played ball. He's he's had a lot of really good years for run, being a running back, especially for a guy that slipped a little bit in the draft, and they took a chance on him uh, with the, at the time, off-field issues that he had. He's turned himself around. He's been a fantastic addition to this franchise. You're now doing him a disservice by dragging this down the street. Exactly. You're losing him money at this point by keeping because teams in a granted, maybe we're at a point where it's it's a it's a, a mute topic, moot topic, whatever the, the expression is, because maybe teams are just like, yeah, we pe- people have already signed. So they only have X amount of money depending on the team. So it's like it's not like if they cut him now compared to a week from now, he's going to get an extra $10 million or whatever. But you've already waited so long, you can, and you can only do it so long. He's got to be frustrated. I've seen him tweeting um, highlights of himself. Essentially, like I'm sure that's more of, uh, hey, here's my login agent and PR firm. Do whatever you need to do to feel like you're going to get me more money because we know kind of inevitably, inevitably what's coming. Teams only have X amount of money to spend. You've waited this long, and if you continue to wait so long, you're taking money away from Dalvin Cook. It's it, it's just bad business by the Vikings. It's bad business because I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure that you're not burning that bridge because it seems like they have an uncanny way of no matter who it is as soon as as soon as they retire, hey, we'll get you back here in the uh, the, yeah. the Ring of Honor and you're wearing yeah. purple pride around the facilities and you're 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 banging the drum and everything like that. Um, but it it's it's just the principle of he's given so much to you and I'm sure maybe there's stuff behind the scenes that I don't know. But it's the common courtesy and the just the decency of we're gonna let you go because we have no plans. Like we not that we don't want you here, but we just it doesn't suit us to keep you here any longer. We're gonna cut you loose so you can go about your business and we can go about ours. Just do something. Yeah, and I don't know how next week's mandatory minicamp would affect his like, like, I don't know if he'd be fine for that. I, I assume he probably would be, which again, would put him in a very unfair situation. It's just like, all right, you're not going to keep me, but I'm not going to show up to minicamp because you're not going to keep me, but I'm going to get fined at the same time. I hope there's like a workaround to that. And I mean, I, I assume, I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought the doubt, like something would happen with Dalvin that week and still nothing has happened. I, I, I am assuming that they will get something resolved here hopefully with all three players with Dalvin, Daniil and with JJ before, before next week's mini camp clock is definitely ticking though. But you, yeah. Yeah. Go if ahead. you think that they, for no offense, but if you think they're getting anything done with JJ before next week's mini camps, yeah, I'm the queen of England. I'm the king of England. <laughs> they, they are, they are going to pay Royalty. him. They are going to pay him more than quarterback money. Yeah. There's I heard. No I heard it's like Aaron Donald. Like they're floating like thirty-one million now. There's we'll, no we'll shot that that's not going to be an easy. Like here's a number. We'll slide it across the table. Oh yeah, thumbs up, pen to paper. That's going to be litigation, litigation, meeting, recess, meeting. Like let's break for the day because it's been so long. Um, um, social network. It's going to be like that. It's going to be, they're going to be at each other's throats in the boardroom. Like yes. it's not going to be fun for anybody involved. Justin Jefferson's going to come out on top and he's going to get paid and he should, 
He absolutely should, but the Vikings are going to try to like, for their interest, lowball it a little bit and see if he gives in. But JJ, get your bag, get yeah. paid, um, take this team to the market. That's for sure. No matter what the fine is, that contract's going to be worth it, my man. No, no matter what. I honestly don't even think I don't. Do, do you want to? I don't. I don't want to. No, no, go, go ahead. Come on. You, I don't. I just fine. don't think he's going to skip. I, th- I, it's you, you. Yeah, no, he's a good I, dude. I don't think he he's going to skip. It's he, not mandatory right now because guess what? He's the best wide receiver in football. Oh, yeah. Why would he show up early? He's got nothing to prove. You right. know, the, the staff, the coaching, his teammates, they all love him. Why would he? He doesn't need to. He's he's working out with other pros and other trainers in a spot that he wants to be until it is mandatory. He's going to be there just fine. I it's I would nobody needs to worry. He's going to get paid. It's there's going to be no issues. There's no issues here. Yeah, I don't think he he, he doesn't seem disgruntled or upset no. about anything. He seems to be happy in Minnesota. He seems to be happy with Kirk Cousins and the way the offense flows. I know he loves his new head coach um who makes sure he gets the ball. I mean, if anybody's going to make sure he gets the ball, it will be KOC. If anybody's going to make sure that he gets 2000 yards or super close to it, it will be KOC. And so I don't think he has no reason to hold out. He has no reason to not show up to mandatory minicap. That that's that's my viewpoint on it because AJ hit it right on the head like, bro, there's no way you're not going to get paid. <laughs> like there's I mean like there's just, I mean it's it's gonna happen. The Vikings would have to be the most poorly ran organization, maybe of all time, to to alienate Justin Jefferson or not pay him what he's worth. You want to know what the the only reason they don't come to a contract agreement is if the Packers organization was the one trying to do the negotiating with them. <laughs> That's the only oh, reason they're going. I I'll bet both. Of, how many kidneys do you have? One, two. two. Hopefully, I'll two. bet. I'll bet all three of my kidneys that they get a they'll, they'll get something. He will be extended at some point in his time in Minnesota. He's not going anywhere. They're gonna pay him. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be here. He's gonna get that money. I just don't know if he's gonna show up to the mini camp. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What, what, I think what, he's what, a good what, teammate and everything, but like, I mean, there's there's precedent for players missing these things all the time because of contract disputes. I'm not saying he's a bad teammate because of it. I'm just I, it's more of a leverage play more than anything else. If we want Jeff, Justin Jefferson to get paid, he might need to skip a a, a day or two. He might. No, see, he might. It depends because the Vikings. They, they've only done this one time. It was for Kirk Cousins in terms of long-term contract extensions. They've had like these injury clauses and the only time they really ever waived it was for Kirk Cousins. Um, and I know that Mike Florio brought this up and he brought it up. Okay. Are they going to do this for Justin Jefferson? You'd think they would. Right. But it's maybe some like historical organization, like maybe financial like hangups that they're maybe dealing with that could potentially lead to JJ missing a day or two. Um, But you're right. He's a great teammate. He's a great player. He's never showed ever that he's been disgruntled in any way whatsoever. But you know, this is kind of, this is kind of the business. Sometimes you gotta kind of play Gotta play the other game as well as the actual game. You're actually paid to do sometimes. But I don't miss is I'm making excuses for him. He's got a dentist appointment. You can't miss those, you know, backed up. They are since COVID quarantine stuff. (laughs) Seriously. It's crazy. My mom was telling me she tried to book one. They're six months out. 
what that, how is that acceptable dentist offices let what if you got a cavity you just got to deal with that for six months let's let's figure it out or you know he's got to go renew his license of course you know how bad the dmv is he's gonna <laughs> if, even if he misses days i'll give him a good excuse i don't care it's just jefferson oh, yeah, i don't care yeah. either i want i want all the good things for him this is I, 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 i'm willing to just bet that he doesn't miss even yeah. a day because again i don't okay. think i don't think he has really I think in most cases when players hold out, it's because they have a pretty good inkling from the organization that they're going to like play with their money pretty for the most part. Like mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson, he was in negotiations for a whole year prior to coming up on to the contract year and they didn't extend him then. Then he went through with his contract year, got hurt again, and we all knew he would hold out and the Ravens will give him a hard time at XYZ. You know, other players, he's just off the top of my head, but other players that I could think of that like, held out that's normally the situation where it's like yeah i have a running backs i have a funny feeling they're not gonna pay me and they're looking Mm -hmm. to trade me and there are other running backs on the market so i have to take a stance right here to make sure i get my money type of ordeal justin jefferson i just i just don't think he's in that type of situation and and even with him going to minicamp he still has all the leverage like i'm justin jefferson at the end of the day i'm the best receiver in football like that is my leverage i don't there there's nothing else he's not playing the running back position a position that you know dies down after a certain age or whatever and he's still very young to be his first contract extension he has all the leverage without justin jefferson the vikings are through absolutely through that is it so i just feel like it would just be i just think it would be pointless i think if if justin jefferson and god forbid it happens but Justin Jefferson goes out there and gets like seriously hurt the first day of minicamp. I don't think there'll be any regret there because he's still gonna get paid. <laughs> he's yeah. still gonna get a massive contract either way. Because if the Vikings don't give it to him, somebody else will. So exactly. no, no concerns. No, that that the equity is built with him, no matter yeah. no matter what the dollar amount is. And again, that that is just the whole complicated thing. You're maybe dealing with probably one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. And there's a lot of things to work out too, but yeah, no, he's, he's built up the equity. If that kind of, you know, you know, knock on wood kind of scenario were to ever happen. I mean, every Vikings fan, I think hundred percent of us, or at least 99.9% repeating of us want Jefferson, Justin Jefferson to get a whole lot of money and be on this team for several, several years to come. And it just, in the meantime, though, I mean, again, we just can't do anything until something happens with Dalvin. Something happens with Daniil. It seems like those gears are moving, guys, uh, in conclusion to all this Vikings talk and everything like that. Um, probably, I know I said several weeks ago that, oh, yeah, I think something's going to happen with Dalvin in the next week. Guessing that might be the case again this time around. But, you know, I've been wrong on this podcast before. Yeah, and I thought the Miami Heat weren't going to make a run to the finals, and uh, look how that's working for me. Except they're not doing so well in game three right now at the moment. Yeah, they're struggling right now. Not good for a score. I don't have it on. What is it, it like is, 82, 68 or something? Just, look, they're down 14 going into the fourth. I got on my Oof. iPad here, but it's a, it's a commercial break right that's now. That's all right. They're a team with a lot of hard though. They can, they can easily come back because that's yeah. just what they do. But, yeah, it don't look good right now, I would I say. I do think this finals is going like seven games, though. Like, no. I think Miami can definitely. You don't think so? You don't think Miami could bounce back from this and have like. They'd be lucky they get the six. Yeah. I, 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 think, hey. I, do think, I do think it'll go six just off the mere fact that I don't think that they'll lose both games in Miami. But I think 
whether it be tonight or game four, it'll be the last game that they win in this series. Wow. In my opinion. Jeez. I haven't been watching as much as tonight's game as I probably should have, but I was just really impressed how they came out in game two. Cause I think everybody was just like, Oh, yep. Okay. The nuggets, plenty of time off made things work in game one. Here they go. And you know, they, they bounce back Jimmy and those guys did their thing. So yeah, we'll see what happens with the finals. Um, want to talk a little twins gentlemen minnesota yeah let's do it in the midst of their season right now things are more like the minnesota misses because they can't oh hit the ball. you know <laughs> you're a cubs fan and that's just a cheap shot what's the record well the yeah well the, now, cub, the, cubs, like the cubs the cubs are I'll, I'll, I'll say that but the cubs also <laughs> don't have like an elite pitching staff right now and they don't i mean they should be playing so much better than they are the minnesota yeah. twins that the offense is is non-existent it's, it's so bad I know, and it's it's not very healthy right now. I understand that. Byron Buxton just got put on the IL, um, which I think this is this might be the first time he's actually been put on the IL. So, I mean, shoot, you made it all the way to June, and he hasn't been put on um, that list yet. I don't know. That might be kind of impressive, but his numbers have not been great so far this season. We know about Carlos Correa's struggles. Um, those are continuing. Uh, he got diagnosed, actually, with plantar fasciitis. In, a, in his left foot, apparently. I don't know if that has anything to do with that ankle injury that everybody lost their mind about over the offseason, but still, that's a, that's that's not fun. I got flat feet. I worried about that kind of stuff. I got my Dr. Scholl's uh, orthotics in my shoes right now, so, you know, you got to take care of those toes, man. You got to take care of those toes. But, yeah, the offense is just completely just wasting one of the best Twins pitching staffs I've really ever had in my fandom. Um, I think they haven't been this good since the seventies. I actually think that's true in terms of like a team ERA. I don't remember when they've been like in the top five ever in terms of like total team ERA, um, across major league baseball right now, they're seconds only behind the Houston Astros. And then the third the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, who the twins have just lost to actually, uh, the last couple games, but you know, uh, Tampa's really, really good, but no offense whatsoever in those two games against Tampa. Now a lot of offense in the last couple games against the guardians. I was at that extraordinarily scorching Sunday afternoon game at target field. My goodness. If it weren't for the shade and the canopy up on the upper deck, I just would have just turned into a, like a, I would have popped like popcorn or something like that. It was so damn hot out there, but I got to rip your float. My mom, bought it thank you mom appreciate it i bought many donuts in return we're cool anyway what are we talking about the minnesota twins all right so the one thing that they could do right now that could hopefully fix this offense is to just finally keep matt walner up with the team a full time uh they sent him down again and he's just absolutely just killing it in triple a for the saints meanwhile max kepler who's batting like under 200 since last year's all-star game I know. I think he got like a couple hits tonight. I don't really care. Things are not working out for Max. People thought, okay, uh, the shift is gone. Uh, Kepler's going to be good again, like 2019. No, that hasn't happened. Yeah, he's still good in the outfield. He's good. He's still a good defensive player, but it's just I don't. Matt Walner is 25 years old. What more can a 25-year-old prospect really do at AAA, especially when he's hitting like 400 since you sent him down? I don't really just, I don't understand. I know you're paying Max, and I know this is going to be the last year. You're not going to pick up his option at the end of the year. Maybe you could trade him. Uh, I, I don't know who would be out there. I don't know who would pick him up. I know that maybe the Marlins were the most interested team, and you've already done a little business with them. Speaking of uh, people that could help this offense right now, Luis Arias. Uh, <laughs> 
he's batting 400 in June. He's batting 400 in June. And I know the argument, okay, he only hits singles and, you know, he plays terrible defense. He is doing things that haven't been done since Tony Gwynn and George Brett and some other guy back in 1941. I know it may be very singular of a statistic, him getting those singles and stuff, but it's Hall of Fame. It's Hall of Fame numbers. And and I know Pablo Lopez had a bounce back start against the Rays. That's great. I uh, only gave up one earned run. He had given up. He, he had like an ERA over six since his contract extension. But again, the, the offense has just been just so bad. We talked about on the last podcast about them being bad with the bases loaded. It has not improved. Um, I don't know. I don't know if AJ feels this bad about his Cubs right now or anything like that. But like the twins are still in first place. They actually might be below 500 right now with this loss to the Rays, or they might be at 500. But AJ, I don't know what just get Matt Wallner up here. I don't know what else they can do right now. And just in in terms of the immediate now to fix this team. right now. That's a start. I don't think that fixes the team. Um, One, I don't personally, I've never been super high on Max Kepler. He's not the best in the outfield. He's okay defensively. Uh, the one year that he was quote unquote good was the shortened season. And that was kind of no holds barred. I mean, Trevor Bauer won a Cy Young that season for God's sake. Like who cares? That season is a fluke. Yeah. Um, so anybody that had a good season that year, I disregard it. I, I, that's, that's just what it is. Um, plus talk about, remember juice balls. We had juice balls. Oh, that Gary Sanchez, going 600 feet i no, saw the no. replay of the gary sanchez half like check swing in houston that made it over the right field porch out there it's like just the most pure <laughs> example of just the juice he literally check swing yeah and gary sanchez having a revival in san diego right now but. yeah we'll see how long he keeps that up but <laughs> um no i matt walner sure um i mean if, if you gotta they need to do something to kick, you know, you got to get the defibrillator out and really get this team some energy. He might be the guy to do it, but frankly, I'd like it to be the, the main stars of the attraction. I'd like, I know Byron Buxton, he's on the IL. He's got a rib thing going on now. I get it. He's hurt. But Carlos Correa, can you please, <laughs> can you please do something? You've been, you've been great in the field. You've been, I've, I've, I've seen it in person. You make plays in the field that are fantastic. Defense only does so much. You got to hit the ball. Yeah. And I, and you're no pro he's no prolific hitter. I'm not going to say I need him hitting 350 and hitting a home run every other day. No. Can you bat 260? I think that's a, a reasonable, reasonable ask 250. Even if you're two, let's, let's start at 250. <laughs> you're getting a hit every day more or less you know what i'm saying um it's just you need your main attraction to actually work that's like going to valley fair and wild thing is broken down so you have to ride the lazy river or whatever you know i'm not paying to ride the lazy river i want to go on the high action thrill drop of wild thing and they're not i want to ride steel venom that you're telling me i can't do that i have to ride the kitty like wooden ride that goes up and down twice. And then I get off and it's like, Hey, whoop do you do? That's what, that's what I'm getting with the twins offense here. I do disagree with you. However, to an extent on the Luisa rise, you, he would, he does not fix this offense, just him alone, simply because it, in he's, he's getting on base and he's doing historic things. And I'm really happy that he is, 
but that doesn't fix this offense with his singles. Oh yeah. That's no. uh, him standing on first doesn't do anything. If the three guys behind him are going to strike out, ground out and pop out, you know, it does, it doesn't matter. So um, you, you, he, he's letting it up down there in Miami. Fantastic for him. But in the truth is they got a very good pitching pro. Uh, they got a very good pitcher in, in return in what, uh, what is it? Lopez has been, yeah. no. Yeah. Lopez has been, has been great. Yeah. 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 Um, been shaky at times. He had a good start against Tampa, which I mean, that's Tampa. If you gave, yeah, if you give I, granted, he's, he's had some Tampa, off days for sure, but yeah, he, he's and been a part of been some prospects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, but he's been a part of a twins rotation that has been the best that I've seen and remember in quite some time. Um, and how many times have, have, uh, you know, they do something and it's like, but can he pitch? Can he, <laughs> can he pitch? They get a pitcher. Uh, they get a pitcher. Classic. And now guess what? Now they can't hit. So now they're going to do something. It's like, no, but can he hit? Can he? <laughs> so uh, the shoes on the other foot here, which is very interesting. I don't think twins fans necessarily, I'm not going to say that twins fans don't know how to handle it, um, but it's just new territory. They're not used to it. You know, um, if you put me in the body of Shaquille O'Neal, I'm seeing the world at a different perspective. I wouldn't know how to handle it. You know, I'm used to everything being at a certain height. And if you had a foot and a half onto me, I can't even get in my car. So it'd be it'd be an interesting uh, it'd be an interesting go. But you, you know what? We adjust. We move forward. We truck on and they're going to battle adversity. They're going to they're going to have to get out of here because I would rather have them play terrible, terrible baseball offensively right now in early June than end of the season into October. That's mm-hmm. the time that they need to heat up. And cause it's such a long season, but you have to get these wins early. Um, finding that groove, having a good morale in the locker room, being able to show up into the clubhouse, you go out there and you play it. And I'm not saying they need to be, the Rays are a really good team, but like, let's see if I can look at their schedule here coming up. Do you have it in front of you, Jason, by any chance? Uh, the, the twin schedule coming yeah. up. It's, it's not easy. It is pretty much above 500 teams pretty much for the entire month. I got it right here. So we got uh, Toronto after we got one more game with Tampa here. Uh, then uh, we're moving on to uh, Milwaukee, who is in first place in the central uh, and the NL central, then Detroit, who is the next best Technically team in the AL Central, I guess. Um, Four games against Boston after that. Then at Detroit again. But then you are in Atlanta and then in Baltimore. And Atlanta is a very good team, as we all know. And Baltimore is finally having that pop-up season that I think a lot of people have finally been waiting for, especially for people around there. The Orioles have had a tough uh, last uh, several five to ten years or so. So Let's do a quick exercise if you're okay with it. Yeah. So let's well, count here. Enough um, it, so let's do it. We're going to look past the race. I'm just going to, I'm going to scratch in loss to the race on Thursday. Oh, dang, a sweep. That's a sweep, man. I know. I'm yeah. sorry. That's okay. um, I don't know the probables, but I'm for the sake of this argument. Um, <laughs> Blue Jays three twins twice, or sorry, Brewers twice tigers. So we're at eight, nine. What is that? About 20, 15 to 15 games, mm-hmm. 15 to 18 games. Brewers, I think you can split the Blue Jays. Awful timing, awful mm-hmm. timing. The twins because they just sent down Alec Manoa, who's a I know that's me. He, I, that's that. That's me on the mound. He's oh. throwing meatballs. I actually feel so bad for him because the really quick tangent. He this is why you need in uh, in shape pitchers now. 
in shape. CC's Sabathia, even in his prime, would be in shambles mm-hmm. in this day and age with of the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Al Quinnell yeah. was an all-star last year. Let's remember that. Yeah, he's a husky guy. He's a big guy. He can throw the ball hard. He's got yeah. movement on that slider. But the thing about it, and I know from firsthand experience, I need to catch my breath. He needs to catch his breath. He's not able to do that. At, he he might be able to strike out the first couple guys. As soon as he gets into that second inning and he's working, and all of a sudden, oh my god! Okay, yeah. listen, Jay Okay, slider. Okay. Oh no, that's a three-one home run. Oh, oh, no. So damn hot. Yeah, God, it's so hot. I have to wear this jersey, <laughs> Coach. Ugh. Guys, can you please hit a little bit more? It's hockey season. Oh my god. Okay, that went to a he. I feel genuinely bad for him because his career has taken a little bit of a turn but um no like they need they need to get wins and i think the the blue jays are a team that they could probably start that off as Mm -hmm. um they they just have what kikuchi and i don't think i can't i don't know if they have any kevin gossman uh depends on how their rotation yeah it'll it'll be an interesting Um, thing um i think they split in uh against the brewers and then there we go. And then um, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit's Detroit's for Boston. you need to win three of four against Detroit. Seriously. Three of four. And especially um, because they're the next team, like in the standings against, I mean, if you can just bear, cause like, yeah, you're playing them one, two, three, you're playing them eight times in 12 games. If yeah. you can bury the tigers right here, that'd be optimal. And if really win, make it only like a race between you and, and I, I think eventually Cleveland will start, you know, pulling away from Chicago and Detroit. I don't know. I feel like Cleveland's got just, will ultimately give the twins the biggest test here as the season winds down. That's just I'm gonna, anyway. They yeah, they got Detroit seven times coming up here, four at home, three on the road. You need to win a minimum four, but I'm expecting five at least. Boston four times at home. Boston it depends on the day because they're a very night and day team. I expect them to get the nighttime Boston though. I, you got at least I'm, I'm, ex- I'm expecting three wins there. you need to start turning things around. They'll probably honestly probably win two if they're lucky. Um, and then you go out to Baltimore and Baltimore's a powerhouse. So um, they're really turning around. They got Jorge Mateo out there, Adley Rushman's and everything. They're probably expecting um, out of their franchise catcher. So you gotta, you gotta get things in gear in groove um, against this Boston team and blue Jays team coming up. And you have to win against the Tigers. Detroit, mm-hmm. free tip, Rocco. Javi Baez up to bat. Throw a slider seven feet out of the zone. Seriously. He's he's going to swing and he's going to miss. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad Love that you, the Javi, Tigers the ended up investing all that money and it's causing issues for them. Yeah, no. Uh, make, make it work in June. Win those games in June because, uh, frankly, things do lighten up in July in terms of schedule. You get to play Kansas City. Uh, you get to play two series against the Royals. You get to play the White Sox, and you get to play Oakland. Boy, the A's. I think they're still on pace to, like, what is it, the 62 Mets? So, like, the all-time, like, just a lost record in Major League Baseball. I think the A's are on pace to break that. Just, a it, just get to Vegas team. already. It's just. They've man. actually, vast two days, they've been on fire. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they've been in Pittsburgh and they won. I think they won again today too. But I think there was there's actually maybe a holdup with their with the financing of their stadium now in Vegas. So I guess it's not all completely like, all right, Las Vegas A's here they come. Still got a couple things to figure out on the strip down there apparently before they move on down there. But please get out of the Oakland Coliseum as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Twins. Um, 
again, just if you can call Matt Walner up, if there's a roster move that can make that work again, I don't know. I really don't know what Max Ke- Max Kepler's leash is like. Uh, Doogie did on uh, with a scoop session with uh, Declan and Judd said to his knowledge that he doesn't think that there's really a move in the immediate future with Max Kepler, really, no matter how much he struggles um, to that. I don't, I don't really, really care. I mean, if he's not, if he's not producing on the plate and you got this guy who's just absolutely tearing it up down in triple a 25 years old. I mean, come on. And we've already had a couple of tastes of Matt Walner in the big leagues too. So it's just like, all right, let's, let's calm up. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. They, they need, I, I wonder, like, we can probably actually start in the next several weeks now talking about maybe some trade moves that they could potentially make. They've already been on the record, guys, about how they want to, you know, be buyers at the deadline. That was before the season uh, started. And, you know, they're a first place club. Sure, they're a 500 club, but I still assume that would be the plan. Curious what kind of hitters they're going to target. Um, Again, the injuries are kind of making, like, the positions, the it's it's complicating things obviously buxton being a dh all season complicates things um you've had you know kind of a mildly revolving door at third base uh this season we thought jose miranda was gonna anchor down that spot that hasn't been the case yet royce lewis though had a big game timing game time hit against the rays uh tonight um and he's looked really promising i'm glad he's okay too he took a really nasty fall yeah. Uh, Sunday's game literally fell on his face. I, I saw it live and I was terribly, terribly concerned. I thought he maybe like did something to his neck. It, it, it was, it was brutal. It's, it's brutal to watch, but he's okay. He's back in the lineup. Got a big hit tonight. Who so, are you siding with on the, uh, the main Mackie judge show for uh, the potential? If you were to trade for Shohei Itani, do you want to give up Bryce Lewis or would you rather have show? Uh, would you rather keep Royce Lewis or trade him for Shohei Itani? Oh, I'm big. I, I, I would go dude, I really like what Brooks Lee is doing so far. He looks super duper legit. Um, obviously, Otani is going to command that kind of price. Probably you need to throw in a couple pitching prospects in there too, like Simeon Woods Richardson or the Prilip guy, I think is his name. I, I, I don't quote me on that. He's our best pitching prospect on MLB.com. Uh, they, yeah, they see. I think the Angels would prefer to get Brooksley. I, I think that's obvious with, with Royce's injury history. I think that'd be obvious, but I think they would still be tempted by Royce because he's still a top 30 ish prospect by most rankings. Oh, goodness gracious. Otani would be so fun. Personally, I don't care yeah. who they're asking for. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's I'm in. Sure. I'm in. We've, we've, we've done it's this. We've done this song and dance too, where we've held on to prospects for too long and things didn't work out. The bomb. We talk about wasting a good pitching staff. The Twins, uh, awesome hitting. The Bomba squad in 2019 was completely wasted because they botched moves at the deadline too. Well, I hope look the at, Twins don't do that in this in in this season. Um, yeah. Look no. At Gratterall. If, look at Gratterall. Yeah. He was supposed to be this next unbelievable guy, and you know he had that World Series, but. I wouldn't say he's a premier relief pitcher or closing pitcher in this league by any means. So you can, you can trade these guys away that show promise and guess what? They might not pan out. This is true. But you know, who's really, really good. The guy that can pitch and hit on a nightly basis and is compared to babe Ruth on a nightly basis. Might be better than babe. What? Well, yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. He's better than babe yeah. Ruth. Like, yeah. No, I I'd be willing to give up rice for him. 
Um, crush cigarettes and, if, and seven hot dogs a game. And that's how you win World Series, baby. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how the Bambino do it. Yeah. Uh, if they want Brooks Lee, uh, we'll have to have a deeper conversation about that. I'd still be willing to do that, but I'd be more willing to trade Roy. So, yeah. Big fly Otani song. Let's bring him here, man. That'd be that'd be insane. I don't think I don't think that'll happen. But we're a betting man. I don't I wouldn't bet that the twins would make that big of a move, but I mean that'd be pretty crazy. Uh so yeah, we'll see what happens with the twins the next couple weeks. They they gotta heat up no matter what. Call guys up, send guys down, get guys healthy. I don't know what you gotta do, but you just gotta start scoring some runs. This is one of the best pitching staffs we've had in a very long time. Please don't waste it. Please don't waste it. Sonny Gray is amazing. Joe Ryan is amazing. Bailey Ober is amazing. Do what must be done. Find some offense. Peace be with you. Anyway, gentlemen, we probably got to wrap things up here on the Taxi Squad. It's been a fantastic episode as always. A lot of good Viking stuff. A lot of good twin stuff as well. Hopefully we get some news the next week that we can report on and talk to you guys about as we celebrate this anniversary, this one year anniversary month here at the Taxi Squad. Again, I can't believe we've been doing this for a year already. That's just wild to me. It literally seems like yesterday where we got the email from Phil saying like, hey, you guys got a podcast now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, now, now go do it. And here we are a whole year later. So, guys, any final thoughts before we wrap it up today? Kyrie Irving, how dare you ask to go take LeBron James out of L.A.? Don't you dare. It makes no logical sense. First off, from a basketball standpoint, you guys were terrible on defense, right? Adding LeBron James, 39 years of age at that point, is not going to help your defense. Also, you're ball dominant. Luka Doncic is ball dominant, and so is LeBron. So, yeah, just add a third ball dominant player in the lineup. Why don't you? It will not work. It is not smart. And last but not least, on the business side of things, what do you think the Lakers are going to want back if we trade LeBron James? Oh, Luka Doncic. Are you going to give us Luka for LeBron? No. Hang up the phone. (laughs) Try again later. Try again another time. That's my last words. I mean, doesn't he think the earth is flat? I don't know how much you can take his word for anything you know i, I don't i, I don't take it seriously I, I just i heard it and i was like Kyrie, are you serious like what like what what it, it doesn't make sense on any level like the lakers wouldn't dare do that and if they do give me luka Doncic. Yeah. <laughs> like what like wow but yeah that, that's, that's uh, sense. my my last thing major major news in the football soccer world today Lionel Messi the chosen one the goat coming to MLS Inter Miami here we go they are bottom of the barrel right now but he will reinvent that team uh god it's gonna be so fun so just genuinely a massive day for American soccer because you got to think about like the not just like him playing it's gonna be it's gonna bring so many more people to like the sport and like make the MLS a league that's more uh, respectable because now granted it's going to be like his league, but the first game ever, like the amount of celebrities in Miami that are going to be attached and feel the need to insert themselves into Messi's story. You're going to have people um, pitch side, you know, it's not no, no no longer court side. That's going to be, that's going to be the new, like, Lakers thing, you know, or the the Knicks game. It's going to be who's here in Fort Lauderdale. It's so I hate that he's, he's not even playing in Miami. It's in Fort Lauderdale, but wow. the um, it's like who's here in Fort Lauderdale? Oh, look, it's Jay Z. Hey, look, it's oh. Jack Harlow. Hey, look, it's DJ Khaled. Um, hey, He'll look, it's it's David Beckham. You know, 
it's it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. And oh, did did you guys know he turned down a three year one point six billion dollar contract with, with the Saudi B. League with the Saudi League? Wow, USA. Yeah, yeah. USA. unlike Kareem, unlike Kareem Benzema, who totally <laughs> took that money. Yeah. Totally. And then Golo Conte and Wolverine. Yeah. Just yeah. Crazy. No, anyways, uh, but that, that's I hope, all I got. That's all. Yeah. I, got. I hope Inter Miami plays at Allianz next season. That'd be so much fun. That would be breath, just, unfortunately. Um, I would, wish, but that'd be amazing. I mean, I mean, no, that's hard for the Eastern teams to get over yeah. Western. And that's, that's, a, oh, you know, knock on wood. Let's hope that'd be so much fun. Uh, I guess my final word, uh, speaking of all this Saudi money, uh, the PGA tour merging with live golf. And I think another world tour, um, Jay Monahan. You're a scumbag. You're like, mm. you get on TV a year ago and talk about how, oh, there's just so many moral, ethical issues with taking this money and where it's coming from. And then a year later, you're like, oh, you know what? The dollar amount's good enough. You know what? Screw it. Let's let's merge. Uh, you screwed over your players more than anything. You have created more distrust. I haven't seen this much distrust in any sports league now in a long time. I don't know. I think he's still going to be like whatever his title is. And there's going to be some other people that are going to be on the board for the PGA. But this was just, this is crazy. I thought live golf was even fading a little bit. They were having, I know they were broadcasting games on TV, but it like wasn't going terribly well, at least with the ratings. Uh, so this was a bombshell. Nobody knew about this. Tiger Woods didn't even know about this. Apparently this was like all done in a boardroom with five guys. Five guys decided to just make this gigantic, impactful, just like just game altering decision to their sport. And it's pissed a lot of people off. It's left a lot of people with a lot of egg on their face. And it kind of validated, unfortunately, a lot of the players that took that money in the first place. They're like, all right, like if the PGA didn't really care about where this money was coming from in the first place, then we're not going to feel bad about taking this a year before this merger is eventually going to take place. It's a joke jay monahan like unfortunately though this has brought like so much attention to golf like i'm not even going to necessarily necessarily say this is like bad for the sport because it's drawing attention and a niche sport like golf needs it needs headlines i just this is not the headline this is very unfortunate and but now you're going to get all the golfers together again you know you're not going to have guys on the live tour doing their own thing guys in the pga are doing their own thing and only see them during the majors you're going to have them all together but at the costs of our souls. Okay. I guess. So whatever, whatever blood money, man. So any hoots, that's probably going to have to wrap things up here on the taxi squad, Jason Stormer, AJ Fredrickson, artist woods guys. Thank you again for another wonderful episode. I hope everybody enjoyed listening. We'll definitely catch you on the next time. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. If you want to give us a five star on Apple uh, uh, for a rating, we'd really appreciate that. You can also check us out on our website, scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, find Taxi Squad. All of your favorite Score North podcasts are there. Again, gentlemen, wonderful show again this week. We'll talk to you guys next time on another edition of the Score North Taxi Squad. Take care. Bye-bye, guys.